Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement and get a $50 bonus every time you refer a friend to BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Ohio only. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. 
Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. At Lowe's, we're your go-to for great gardening values every day. That's why we've lowered our price on select bagged mulch, now starting at just $2.88 a bag. Mulch helps prevent weeds and retains moisture. And when you put it down around trees, shrubs, and flower beds, you'll see how beautiful it makes your outdoor space. Just in time to welcome back family and friends. Shop online and pick up in store. Lowe's, home to the best part of summer. Selection and product availability vary by location. While supplies last, U.S. only excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Uh, here today with somebody I met on the internet. And sometimes you talk to people in Twitter and you get a good sense, this is a person I want to have a good discussion about football with. And you don't always know right away what that's going to be about. But we had the perfect topic come up because we've been talking about Geno Stone and Michael Santangelo here to join me about this. Michael, how are you doing? Good. Happy to be here. Thrilled uh, to have you. You're at Mike ASJR. Mike? Yes. AS is All-Star Junior. <laughs> uh, uh, and people can follow you there. Worth a follow for sure on Twitter. So Geno Stone re-signed by the Ravens this week uh, to a one-year deal. He'll now be in his, entering his second season. So the Ravens still will have him uh, potentially for three years. Yes. Uh, I think that he has a good opportunity this year to hopefully get on the field and get some play. Last year, he wasn't really given a, a fair shake, so to say, um, at getting on the field and showing what he has to bring to the team. Yeah, a little surprising, too, because Geno Stone, a guy they, they picked up in the seventh round. Uh, PFF had him as the 53rd best player, I believe, in the draft. I don't recall the exact number, but that, that sounds right. It's kind of burned in my mind. I didn't like him nearly that much, but by the time I get to round seven, I'm like, wow, Geno Stone still hasn't been taken. This is the value is dropping into the right range for this was thrilled with the pick that, that they actually got him. And I thought, you know, this is a guy who can play split safety uh, when you play too high, which is oftentimes the case in the dime. And we just went through a year where the Ravens didn't really play a lot of dime. Yeah, it was, uh, it was funny about how the way the draft shook out because after everything was said and done, a lot of the articles that came out were talking about this guy named Geno Stone. The Ravens took in the seventh round as their best value pick. And I'm, <laughs> you know, thinking here, I thought we got a few other good players, but I guess this is a guy that I need to look at. Uh, I really didn't know who he was. I started to watch some stuff on him. And again, he like, just like you said, he seems to be able to do a lot of work being able to get down the middle of the field and just cover some people and break up some passes very quick out of nowhere he can come in and disrupt some stuff that's a great ball instincts on display from his play at, at iowa uh did gamble and was pretty good at it so that's what i like to see i like to see players like marcus peters and ed reed who have good instincts gambling be the guys who are making your choices on the back end on when to gamble Defensive back is probably the hardest position to play in the NFL. I mean, quarterback is hard, obviously, but that, those guys have to be a whole other animal. They're, they're out there just kind of, they're seeing something, they're saying, all right, well, this is it, and they go for it. And they're kind of putting themselves out of position when they do so. So they have to know what they're talking about. It has to take an immense amount of film study and, uh, like, 
preparing to just do what they do in the back yeah. end. Odd position because it's often not exposed on the broadcast video. It's exposed on the all 22 when they make the wrong choice and, and you know, are oftentimes just faced, you know, I have to make a choice between two players that I might try and bracket. I either have to bracket the underneath guy or I have to bracket deep to the outside. And unless it's, uh, you know, Raheem, Raheem Moore uh, getting beat by the mile high miracle, you never really see that. You never really see them exposed on the broadcast for, uh, you know, for what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's hard when you're trying to look at film on a guy like that. You start to notice, you're like, man, I can never see where he starts off the play. We're always kind of like, oh, you see him at the last second. He comes out of nowhere. So then you got to try and find the right view. And it can it can be agitating just because they don't pay, pay any attention to it. A lot of this focus is on the line of scrimmage. And that's it's an important part of football. There's no doubt about it, but he, he makes an impact in that bracket coverage, picking a player, choosing correctly, and either kind of coming in late and forcing a ball out like we see Marlon Humphrey do a lot. Um, he doesn't quite have the long arms Marlon has to kind of rake at the football, but he's, he certainly still does try. Yeah. That's a, a, a interesting player really fits the Ravens mold of a dime defender in most ways. Now I'll give you what I consider to be the Ozzie Newsome formula is you draft a player in the sixth round or you get them later or you get them very cheap in free agency. But a whole bunch of players in Ravens history, Haruki Nakamura, uh, Ralph Staten, Chad Williams, Anthony Mitchell, Jerome Sapp, uh, all fall in with Anthony Levine, a, you know, a guy they picked up actually off, off the Eagles roster. Those are all guys they picked up sixth round or later in terms of resources, and they made it a great dime backs here. And it, it comes from a realization that that position, you don't have to pay a lot of money for it. And not only that, you tend to get a player who's both great in the dime defense and also can play special teams for you, which I think is the hope for Stone. Yeah, I think so, too. He can easily make an impact on special teams. He's a pretty good tackler in open space. He always seems to find a lane. So on a lot of that kickoff coverage and punt coverage and stuff like that, I think he'll easily be able to find a home there. The The real key here is he's got to find a way to come out and just convince Martindale to let him onto the field. There, there's something they've got to be seeing in practice where he's not – they just did, they didn't feel comfortable with him last year. And I think that he can take that step this year because I think he saw what it was like on the other side to not be on a team and to be bounced around. And I think he kind of saw the light at the end of the tunnel where it could be like, wow, my career was almost over. I don't want that to happen anymore. So hopefully he's a little more focused. If you look at the, uh, well, you know, this interesting point because it, the point was made to me that, uh, that if he returned to the Ravens, there could not have been too serious a work ethic concern. So, for example, Tim Williams, who was let loose for work ethic concerns, is never coming back to the Baltimore Ravens. He will never play again for this team. And there yes. are other players who fit into that same category. But Geno Stone is, is not one of them. So I, I, what I'm guessing is him being lost to the Texans was really more a function of the Ravens had a fairly stacked 53-man roster. And they had to take a chance with anybody they dropped down. And they lost you know, several guys last year, but Geno Stone and Will Holden both come to mind the year before Zach Sealer being lost in that way. Uh, you know, were serious losses of a young player with potential. Yeah, I agree. Sealer was a, was a hard one for me. I really liked Sealer. I liked him through the draft and everything. I, mm-hmm. He was one of those guys that I just happened to see on one day and he was good, and I, I knew he was going to be good when he when he got 
taken, and I was, I just, I knew it was going to happen. I was like, he's going to go somewhere and be good. But um, yeah, it, they they had so many great players, and uh, especially in that kind of like replacement level role. And I think they wanted to protect everybody, and they just couldn't make it happen. And you know, I think that the places he can make improvements this season are places that are very simple. You know, just coming onto the field, doing a simple, you know, coverage. You know, mm-hmm. just deep middle or a bracket coverage on, you know, whether it's a double of a slot receiver or whatever it is, maybe a tight end. But those are simple things that she can do to come onto the field, make a few plays, and then hopefully they get more confidence in them and they just start finding new and better ways to use them. Maybe putting them in the box to blitz them and stuff like that also. I mean, it, could, it, it certainly could be that they do that. There's a lot of reasons why they might not want Clark to be go back to his 2019 dime role because he really had a split role where, where he was a deep safety when he was needed and he would come up in the dime defense and they'd put somebody else in on the back end. In that case, specifically, it was Brandon Carr. It does seem to me more like Stone's back end skills fit better there along with Elliott that could give you a fairly imposing deep shell of the defense, I would think, to want to throw to to want to throw against. While Clark gives you a lot of that underneath presence uh, to read the quarterback, to get in the passing lane, and to be a very sure tackler on dump off passes. Yeah, I think Clark's definitely good at that. He's he's great at just kind of being in the right space, the space at the right time when he needs to be. He just always seems to be there, and he never misses tackles. I feel like I can't even remember miss tackles for him this year and if he does they're probably on guys who are way too big anyways uh gino just seems a guy he's always playing i feel like in that middle tier right so i didn't see him drop drop a huge amount on plays that he made where he was deep deep on the field i'm talking you know like elliot is he starts off 20 30 yards downfield but he will come from about that 15 to 20 yard mark and just fly up and hit somebody in the box who's going to catch the ball and guys who could do that are are indispensable i think and elliot's another guy who does that from his deep oh yeah so guys like that i think you can never have too much of those those guys yeah, i, I kind of wish elliot did it a little bit less because we only saw two snaps he's shown last year I, I assume you're talking about his iowa what you yes. saw from him there in terms of coming yes. up and and doing that. What kind of impressed me about the two snaps Stone did, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what game it was. I think it might have been New England because I kind of remember it being rainy and the Ravens were down in terms of injury. It was. It was it was New England. And it was the last two meaningful defensive snaps, so second and nine and third and seven. But I believe he came in and he had to play cornerback. He was forced into a cornerback role at the end of that game. I think, I think you're right because I think I remember everybody was going down in that game. So everybody was mm-hmm. slipping in something in a weird way and then all of a sudden uh, I remember the the guys in the booth pointed it out they're like oh the rookie's out there for Baltimore and I'm like he is where and I'm like oh he's playing corner that's not yeah. great <laughs> yeah Marlon Humphrey actually got hurt for the last uh you know four plays of that game roughly he missed uh that included okay th- really the last three meaningful snaps but uh to to see him come on and be able to you know just do that on the fly I mean it has to be done occasionally, but that was really still pretty cool. Uh, earlier in the year, there was an opportunity to get Stone on the field. And this is what is a little bit more damning in terms of what the hell was wrong that they would choose this guy. But but Gilchrist. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day, there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day, grab and go. Every day, giftable. Every day, fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification. 
and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Introducing the Lowe's List for Innovation. While our aisles are filled with innovative products, we've selected our favorites just for you. Like the exclusive Whirlpool washer with industry-first 2-in-1 removable agitator. We love this washer because you can customize any load. And with other smart features to streamline your laundry routine, this product is a must-have for families. Shop the full Lowe's list of top picks at Lowe's.com. Lowe's, home to any budget, home to any possibility. U.S. only. Got a fair number of steps there for a couple of weeks, and they were using him on the back end in the dime package, exactly what you'd expect Geno Stone to be doing. What do you think might have been behind that? You know, I think that Gilchrist was a player they felt more comfortable because of his just veteran savvy. And he's played a lot of years for a lot of teams, and he's done kind of a similar role to that, where he's came in and played some dime and then filled in for some injured guys. So I think that they just thought, you know what? We don't know if this guy has a grasp on the playbook yet because I'm sure that Ravens' defensive playbook is very daunting. And uh, maybe he's just a guy who wants to know it so well that they didn't feel comfortable putting him in because I don't think there's really a lot of other reasons to kind of hold him out like that because I I don't think him and Gilchrist, I don't think there's a huge talent gap there. I don't think that Gilchrist is faster or stronger than him. So um, I I, I don't think that there was a, 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 like a, bad reason you know so to say i think that i don't think he just had a full range on the playbook and i don't think they felt comfortable putting him out there with that yet yeah they they let gilchrist go after two weeks out but i think he was if i recall correctly he was raised from the practice squad two weeks under the 2020 protocol so to to bring him up more they would actually actually had to give him a roster spot if i recall but then he gave up a big pass against the eagles in the game and he didn't reappear so, uh, you know, that's, that's basically how that went. But you would have thought that at that point, the Ravens would turn it around and say, okay, we, we believe in the dime. And we, we don't really believe we have another player who can play linebacker like a safety could play dime back in that same spot. And if they didn't think that, they probably should have thought that because yes. I don't think there was anything with Chris Ford that would have told them otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I, I was kind of waiting though. Chris Board there, I said, okay, one of these weeks there's going to be another signing. They're going to sign another guy, somebody who I forgot about, I haven't heard of. I'm Googling all the other options, and it just kept on going on and on and on. I'm like, they're going to play this defense all year. I'm like, with Chris Board, I'm like, I just didn't fully understand why they kept on holding them out. After the game with Gilchrist, he gave up that big pass against Philly, and it just, it, you could tell that he's, he just didn't have the the run to play anymore he, he didn't have the the oomph so to say so i was like this is it gino stone at any moment it's going in because this is what they need they need a younger player with a little bit more speed and just somebody who's going to go out there and try and make plays and they kept him out and i have an odd feeling that you know it could have been injury related because it's odd to me that they would activate him not play him at all I mean, he didn't even really play any special teams. He was just kind of activated for the game in a reserve role where, all right, if one of them goes down, I guess this guy can go out there and run around for a little bit, you know. But Mm -hmm. they were scared to put him in there in any sort of capacity. So it could have been injury-related, too. Some of those, you know, hamstring strains and pulls just, they don't get reported, and they're just kind of there or cramping or stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's a great point. Is that is that we probably would never know if there was a soft tissue injury they were really concerned about, but they're still going to say he's got to suit up because we don't have anybody else. That's exactly the kind of time you don't hear about that. And of course, he didn't. He wasn't active all that many games. Uh, just just a handful in total. I have to go back and look at his special teams record to really see how many total games he played. But it wasn't that many. And uh, it's just if if you're in that position. And you've obviously had some bad inside linebacker play in what otherwise would be dime situations. And you've had also some troubles with your number one draft pick not working out in coverage, at least early in the season. Would you take the chance, if you're Martindale, on bringing in Stone to bring his safety savvy to the, to the, to the interior, to that dime spot where he can presumably still read a quarterback, impact a passing lane? Uh, or, or, or do you put him on the back end to start with because you think that's more natural for just a guy who's played safety in his college career? Yeah, I think that bringing a guy in and put him in the box like that against a, a close to another guy who really can't even get lined up in the correct spot all the time, I don't think that that was ever going to be a viable option for them. But I do think if they would have moved Chuck Clark up in the box next to to Queen, I think that could have been a really good factor to help him get lined up correctly. And I think that Elliott could have helped uh, Stone get lined up correctly if he was a little off. Um, yeah. and, and to be fair, it could have been Board or Fort still the, at the mic position, which is, you know, it's not, it doesn't, it's not really the mic anymore when you're, when you're lining up with four down linemen, but you understand what yes. I mean. It's, it, it, as as a, the linebacker who stays on the field, uh, it still could have been Board. Board was reasonably effective as a pass rusher. The problems were really as a tackler and in coverage. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And they could have still used them in that role. I thought Ford was great um, this year. Um, yeah. I like him a lot. He, he did a great job this year just reading and reacting to the zone and basically uh, bossing around Patrick Queen for most of the year and grabbing him and pulling him this way and that way. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny to see him because, you know, we've all been there where um, mom, dad are trying to put you in the position you're supposed to be to do something or other and it, that's just what it reminded me of he was just basically being dad out there shoving this guy around like hey get yeah. over here you're in the wrong spot <laughs> yeah d- definitely some of that I, a fort very good veteran um player interaction instincts and you know you see him go up to him and you he, he, he'll low five him after the play but basically he's reprimanding him for something but you know He's he's basically saying thanks. That means he did it the right way. You know, it's, it's not it's not the same amount of demonstration. It's very clear to someone who's watching film that hey, that's what happened there. But there's other times when the other Ravens defenders are getting so angry with him, and I understand team accountability. But but you know, Marlon Humphrey will like look at him, make a funny face, and cock his head funny, and, and you know, it makes it the most obvious thing you've ever seen. Absolutely, Marlon. He's all emotion on the field, and as soon as he's in the wrong spot, he's looking right at Queen and saying, "Where were you, man? Like, what, what happened?" What'd you and, think? This was the spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. He's, that's he's he's great to watch for that reason. There's no part of him that you don't understand what's going on in the field. You know everything that's going on when he's on the field. Very very genuine character, no doubt about it. So uh, uh, hopefully, Geno Stone comes around and and does some things. Anything else you want to say about his play? Anything either from college or about how the Ravens may use him in 2021 that, that you would project for? Yeah, I think one uh, one facet in which I think he could be very, very effective, and the Chiefs actually do this a lot. Um, they really love to try and get their safeties, you know, like Terran Matthew, those guys mm-hmm. that sometimes play a little bit deeper, sometimes they come in the box, they move around a lot. Um, unblocked rushes the quarterback. And mm-hmm. Geno Stone is a 
super good pursuit player. When he's locked in on a guy, he comes in and he tackles very well or slows them down or just gets them to a point where the whole team is there all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. I think that they could create some wonderful opportunities kind of rotating him and Chuck Clark to allow Geno Stone to get a free, just an absolute free run. And they're going to have to do that more this year if they don't pick up any more edge rushers because right now it doesn't seem they're they're going to. But um, Seems like they, they like to scheme for pressure anyway with Martindale. They do all sorts of, I mean, they do, they, they obviously bring numbers a lot, but there's, there's numbers and there's numbers. You can rush five. And if it's the five you show, it's not that big a deal. You can rush five and you're dropping two and bringing two different ones, including the slot cornerback and a linebacker on a delayed basis. And it's very different. Yeah, it's, it's great. There's so much that they can do. It's, it's great. I, I really love how the way they scheme, scheme pressure. And I just don't think they could do that much better. Yeah, it's, so you know, you you speak to the the rotational value, and and I often downplay that to be honest, because because I think that when they had Weddle together with uh, Jefferson, for example, their their uh, abilities were so distinct that it did not make sense for Weddle to rush the passer when Jefferson was fairly challenged in terms of back-end coverage. But with this new group, I think there's a, li- there's a small enough difference between the three of them that the rotational value of them actually comes to the fore again. Yeah, I absolutely agree. They, all three of them can do similar things, especially between, uh, I think, between Clark and, and Stone. Granted, I think Clark is still a much better player in the box. But Stone can really tackle well, and he really puts his body into it, and he just he gives in on a tackle. Elliot is the same way. They can move these guys around and do whatever they want pressure-wise, coverage shell-wise. And I, I remember when they did have Thomas and Earl was playing somewhat well, he was doing a lot of that stuff where he was coming up to the line and showing, being in some positions where I'm like, what is he doing? Where is he going? And then all of a sudden he's gone. And Clark does a lot of that. And I think I could see Stone doing that also. And that's something that I love when the safeties come up and they just they just mess with you. They mess with those quarterbacks. I love to see You're it. saying they simulate pressure. They, they either they can come sometimes, but they also can drop to a short yes. middle zone and, and take care of business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that too. Uh, you know, it's, it's definitely a positive. Mike, it's a fabulous conversation. I, I really hope this is not the only time we have you on the show. You're welcome anytime you want. Uh, this is a great topic. And uh, it's, it's nice to talk to someone where we're so in agreement about, about the value we see in Geno Stone. But if the next time we're not in complete agreement about what it is, that'd be great too. Tell people again where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Mike ASJR. Uh, I just retweet a lot of stuff and I tweet out some little facts sometimes. I All my own opinions. I don't do anything too crazy, but just for fun. All right. Great back and forth to be had with Mike. Make sure you follow him. If you're interested in getting on a film study short, send me a, a direct message. They're open on Twitter. Uh, you can also send me an email, filmstudy21 at verizon.net. Just tell me what you'd like to talk about. And these get turned around very quickly. Mike and I have actually been talking about having a show for a while, and then Gino Stone came up. Uh that's the way these things easily can get started. Uh, the last one I did, we actually just started the conversation today and already recorded it earlier tonight. So uh, it can get turned around very quickly for, for timely topics in particular. Mike, thanks again for coming on. All right. Thank you so much, Ken. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Nobody builds 5G 
like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.